Welcome to the Men's Leadership Network podcast, where each month we're exploring what it means to be godly leaders in our homes, workplaces, and communities. We'd like to take a moment to remind you that tickets to the Versus Men's Conference on May 5th are on sale now. We hope you'll join us for this one-of-a-kind evening at the Williamson County Ag Expo Center in Franklin, Tennessee. Doors open at 5.30 with a pre-show featuring great food from Middle Tennessee's most popular food trucks and activities like axe throwing, mechanical bull riding, a fast pitch contest, and a whole lot more. We're thrilled to have live music from Shay Mooney from the Grammy Award-winning duo Dan and Shay, and a number of speakers including Heisman Trophy winner and two-time national champion Tim Tebow and former National Predator captain Mike Fisher. Tickets start at just $20, so be sure to grab yours today. Now to today's podcast. Easter's just around the corner, and it's not just another holiday for us to decorate our homes, purchase bags of candy, eat lots of food, and spend time with family. Whether you learned the Easter story as a child or are just hearing about it today, the story of Easter, which is the story of Jesus' death, burial, and resurrection, is a cosmic event that changed the course of history. So, what's the big deal about Easter, and why is it so important? Here today from Jacob Scrimshire and Chase Baker, two of the pastors at Rolling Hills Community Church, to get answers on those questions and a lot more. And now, here's Pastor Jeff. Well, welcome everyone to the Men's Leadership Network podcast. Today, we are talking about the impact of Easter. You know, as a Christ follower, this is the most important day of our lives. I mean, this is bigger than the Super Bowl, our birthday, our kid's birthday, or really anything else. Uh, and we're going to talk about why Easter is so important. So I'm thankful to be joined by two amazing godly brothers in Christ. Both of these men are leaders in our church. They're leaders in their families. They're leaders in our community. And we get to talk about Easter today. So Chase, Jacob, thanks so much for joining us on Men's Leadership today. And uh, tell us a bit about yourselves and your families. Awesome. I'll start. My name is Chase. Um, so I've been on staff at Rolling Hills for 11 years now. Wow. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, so I started here as a student pastor. And then um, about five years in, I kind of changed to a family pastor role and been family pastor ever since. But my family makeup is uh, my wife, Courtney. We've been married 16 years, and we have two kids. One's five, and one is 15 months, and she is into everything right now, like literally everything, eating dog food, all that stuff. So <laughs> it's uh, it's awesome right now. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, I'm Jacob Scrimshire. I get to honor being a discipleship pastor here at Rolling Hills, and I have 13 kids. Um, <laughs> it feels like it sometimes. We have, uh, how many do I have? I have four kids. Four, four, uh, I have three boys, a eight-year-old, a six-year-old, and a four-year-old, and then a, a new girl that we added, five months old, little Lots May. So yeah, we got we got fun all the time. Love it. Never a dull moment at y'all's house, is there? No, no, so, no. Well, you guys, uh, Man, I mean, Chase Baker, you're over family ministry, and then Jacob, you're adult discipleship pastor, so you you guys kind of run the gamut working with, you know, parents and uh, all of us. But just tell us about, personally for you, kind of a little bit about your faith journey and then how you serve even today. Yeah, it's interesting because, you know, I didn't really grow up in a Christian home, mm. but as we, you know, we're talking about Easter today, really, those were the only points along the road where I had connection to Jesus and Christianity was Easter. Because wow. I remember going to church just a few times with my grandparents uh, along the way. and But there was also something interesting always when I was growing up. It, Easter felt different than the other holidays. Mm. You know, you had Christmas, you knew it was connected to Christianity. You have a, But Easter, there was just something uh, different about it. You, you wake up in the morning, like growing up at least, 
every channel had some sort of Easter programming on it, whether it be a stream of a church service or uh, showing Jesus of Nazareth, the 1970s miniseries. There was always something pointing to it. It just it just had this different feel um, to it. But you know, when I look back, I I really believe those those small Easter moments were uh, planting seeds in my life for that future. Uh, day of, of becoming a follower of Christ, mm-hmm. uh, which didn't come until okay. my mid twenties, to where I remember when I when I went to church on the first Easter as a follower of Christ. You know that was a I could look back as a pivotal point of you know I went to Easter's as an unbeliever. Uh, God was kind of revealing Himself to me, and then coming as His adopted son into mm. His family. It's just it's just cool to think back of that thread yeah. through the journey. Oh, that's great. Praise and, God. For me, the other side of it, I grew up in a Christian home. My parents, um, uh, I mean, it's it's everybody, you know, who grown up in a Christian home. We were at the church doors. We were in the church every time the church doors would open. Um, that was our story and our Easter journey. I probably, um, I don't know what yours was like, Jeff, but I I grew up where we, we weeks before Easter, you went and shopped for your Easter outfit. Like, <laughs> it was a big deal. Yeah. Like, Easter was always a big deal. Yeah. Um, in church world, we say it's the Super Bowl. Yeah throughout the year. It's our Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. And so for us, I think that's what it felt like um, going approaching Easter. They, My parents try to make it a huge deal um, as we approach. That's why we got the outfits and, and all the things that came with um, mm-hmm. with Easter and made sure we were at church and serving and um, and those kind of things. We just made that that day uh, a big deal. And, and after that day, we had a family meal and yeah. everybody got together and and it was something special. It's to this day we still do some of that. We still get together as an extended family and all meet together after church. And um, and yeah, it's it's just uh, one of those one of those days we grew up. And again, I grew up in a Christian home. Love my parents, and mm. um, and I, I felt like there were some things that they did right along the way, and it led me to where I am today. They they laid a foundation. For me, which I'm super grateful for, are the things that mm-hmm. they could have done a little differently. Absolutely, mm-hmm. but um, but I'm grateful for that. Did y'all journey. do Easter baskets in your? We home? did do Easter baskets in our home, mm-hmm. um, and that's. I guess we'll get to that in a second. But that's yeah. a tricky thing to uh, to navigate. Yeah. Um, that you're not making that Easter basket more than. Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. I thought you were going to say the thing that you're trying to navigate is the little grass that you put in the bottom oh, of the yeah, basket. Yeah. That's the what that's kind? a tricky thing <laughs> to navigate. Little green stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then peeps. What yeah. Kind? Oh, <laughs> terrible. So. Worst candy. <laughs> well, hey, talk about that because I mean I love what you just said, Chase. That your parents did that right, and, and I think for every guy out there listening, this is something that we could do right. Our kids are going to remember this, right? And uh, you know, we're we're showing them what we value. And it is bigger than the commercialized Easter out there of, of peeps and bunnies and baskets. Uh, but what is Easter to you guys, and, and why is it so important? Yeah, I mean, when you think about it, it's Easter is unlike any other event in history. It's, mm. it's not just a moment in time. It's a, it's a cosmic event. Like, yeah. I mean, it's something that is a more than time and space, you know. And when you think about Easter is every single person has to come to Easter and make a decision. Mm. And I don't mean come to church and make a decision, but make a decision about what happened on this moment that we call Easter. So, you know, we're all looking at this through 
uh, different lens. So everybody comes to this Easter event through like, if you picture like a house and everybody's looking through a different window at this event and everybody has like my perspective is different than Chase growing up. Mm-hmm. I was seeing it just um, as a distant observer, seeing what Easter is. Chase saw it more up close, more details of it. So it, it's so interesting to think about that this Easter, everyone comes to it with a perspective and has to make a decision. Do I believe this happened? Mm-hmm. Yep. Is this a yep. real event? Um, and I can say that I believe, but does it actually change my life as well? Because if it is a cosmic event, if it really is a thing where a man, God came as man, walked on earth, lived and showed us how to live, died and rose again, well, I mean, that's got to change yeah. at least something mm-hmm. about the way we think, the way we live, the way we act. Yeah, mm. uh, yeah, and it, it is that single event. That single event, the resurrection, we talk about the resurrection. Yep is the event that started Christianity. Without the res- resurrection, we don't have Christianity. Right. We don't do this thing today. So so why is Easter important? Um, is because of the resurrection, mm-hmm. right? Um, when we could gather on Easter Sunday, it's going to be Jesus is alive. Mm-hmm. He's no longer in the tomb, right? And that's what we celebrate. That's what we need to continue to talk about. But, but it's that single event that changed the course of history. It changes who we are, why we, why we do what we do, for sure. Well, I'll talk about that because that's so you're so right on, and that's what makes Easter so incredible. Is it is it is global, and it, it's 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 life change. And so, when we talk about the resurrection, what difference does the resurrection make in our lives today? Man, I, <laughs> if we really truly believe that the resurrection happened, mm. and Jesus is who He says He is, it should change our perspectives. Amen. It should change everything about our lives. Mm. I was thinking about this the other day. We've had several conversations about this um, and how it should penetrate our hearts so deeply, no matter what we're going through, no matter what. Um, and, and we go through a lot. Hear me. I mean, we, we have a lot of tragedy that happens in our lives. Um, we can harbor a lot of hate if we're not careful. We can, a lot of bitterness, whatever it may be. But it should be that gospel mm. that the reason why Jesus died, to pay the penalty for our sins so that we can live with him forever, and the resurrection, because he conquered death, then he can also conquer our sins. Um, if we really live in that, it totally changes mm. how we view life and how we engage in different events of our lives, right? We carry um, forgiveness with us, mm. right? And, and when we, I always put it like this, if we really understand the, mag, the magnitude of our sin, we understand the greatness of God's grace on a deeper level, right? And so no matter what we kind of tend to go through, is that our lens changes from, from saying, okay, I can, what has he done for me that um, obviously incredible amount of forgiveness there, and how does that display to those around me? Mm. Um, do I forgive others? Mm. Do I allow bitterness to just eat me alive? Or has the forgiveness of God changed me in a way that I'm viewing I'm viewing life through the lens of eternity mm. instead of just temporary, right? Yeah, because yeah, it, it gives us an opportunity to move from experiential living to faithful living. And what I mean by that is in our experience, we've never seen someone rise from the dead. Mm-hmm. When, in our experience, when people die, that, that's it. But when you get to a moment and say, I have faith that there was a man who died and rose again, then we're living in faith and moving away from experiences. And if you think about the disciples, when they had lost faith, because in their experience, yeah. every time they believed in something and it died, it died. And then when they see him again, they take that step into 
oh my goodness, this is a faith. This changed my whole life. Now I'm living in faith that I saw that my experiences aren't always the answer, that there is something greater, that there is a hope beyond death, yeah. and his name is Jesus. Yeah, I love that. And Jesus said, I am the resurrection and the life, you know. I got to tell you, I, I love Easter, man. What you guys mm-hmm. just said is, is so powerful. And I remember baptizing my oldest daughter on Easter Sunday. And, uh, and to think about her dying her, her old way of life, going to the water, but being resurrected, yeah. right? And coming out new. And you literally, you know, I praise God to be able to see that in your kids, but even in your own life, that there is a new life, you know, because of what Jesus has done for us. And I love baptism. And yeah, I mean, it's powerful. when I mean, you you have the chance to baptize your children that's or awesome. watch your children man, be baptized. It's like, it doesn't get any better, man. <laughs> I mean, it's wait. awesome. And that's what I'm praying for my, my girls now. I have one 15-month-old and oh, yeah. one five-year-old. And my five-year-old's asking questions yeah. and, you know, I, I'm just guiding her through that process. I can't wait till the, the day she understands how much Jesus oh, yeah. did for her and um, and that, that Jesus would change her perspective and change her life and change who she is mm. and what she pursues in this life and knowing that that there's nothing in this life that can satisfy like Jesus can Amen. satisfy I just uh, I get excited about yeah. that yeah and where their value comes from yeah what God says about them wow hey so so talk about this why should Christians celebrate like even Good Friday Good Friday and Easter why, why should we make that a priority for us you know I think it's easy to say you know we should be celebrating the resurrection, the yeah. death and resurrection every day. Yeah, that, that is important. We should live with that at the forefront of who we are. But, you know, in the Bible, one of the words used more than any other is the word remember. Mm. Yeah. And the good thing about setting aside a day of Good Friday and the weekend surrounding Easter is to say, this is the, the hinge point of us at, of coming together and remembering. Yeah remembering uh, and letting that be a peak yeah. uh, that we carry on to those other days mm-hmm. of celebrating that. Um, yeah. Like, cause when we identify with maybe how the disciples felt when Jesus died on good Friday, they, they mourned, yeah. you know, um, and not for us to mourn, but m- mourn in a way that is a biblical mourning to say, man, Grief, all these yeah. days leading up to Good Friday, I mourn of how I was not focused on yep. Jesus, not yep. focused on being faithful to Him, not being obedient. So we we mourn over that, but at the same time, we can celebrate because we know what happens on Sunday. Mm. So we celebrate Good Friday and, yep. and the feelings and the emotions that come with it, but also with that anticipation of hope that we'll get through Saturday, Silent Saturday, and then we'll get to Holy Sunday. So really, it's kind of like um, it's it's a communion of sorts, you know, of coming to the table yeah. and remembering who Jesus was, who he said he was, what he did, and also that third part of what he's going to do. Yeah, you know? yeah I mean, go go back over two thousand years ago. Jesus sat down with his disciples at a meal, and he said to remember. He yeah. used he used his body broken and his blood shed mm-hmm. as a way to remember, and that's what Good Friday is all about, right? Mm-hmm. We go to Good Friday. And we, we we're going to take good we're going to take communion together on Good Friday. Yeah. I'm excited about that. Um, but it's a way for us to grieve our sin as well. Mm-hmm. Um, even though our sins, um, past, present, future, is is covered on the cross, we know that. Um, but we still, I think, there's a sense of grieving over our sins. So just sin, understand the magnitude of what that sin is, yeah. right? And, and being able to, I think, when you get that greatness of of that sin, it makes Sunday all the sweeter, right? Yeah. And I think every year, if we go into the posture of, I think, humility, <laughs> when we get to this week, and go into Good Friday, and really, I, I think we can get lost, and we'll talk about this probably in a minute, but we can get lost 
and um, in all in our busy schedules in the week leading up. And let me let me tell you, like sports doesn't stop on Easter, like yeah. Easter weekend. Sports yeah. activities throughout the week, um, we can get so distracted on everything else. But if we really focus in on that that weekend and make it all How about Siri, guys. Um, <laughs> Siri's talking to us. Uh, she wants to know about she, Easter. She I know. She said I didn't get she that. Didn't get it. But uh, but if we could really uh, remove some distractions for that week and focus in on the the true meaning of of Good Friday and what it represents, man, I think it, it, we could uh, uh, it could change change that weekend, change our weekend for our kids too, mm. which we'll, we'll talk about. Yeah. I do love you saying that because I think as, as dads, especially many of us are dads who are listening to this podcast or, you know, in our, in our homes, we're called to be the spiritual leaders, right? And so we set the tone. And, and what if we could really bring that focus on that, that weekend onto Jesus? You know, what yeah. if we could really leverage that time to help our families grow spiritually? Uh, talk about that. It, it, Chase, I'd love for you to mention this because what's the best way to talk to our children about Easter? You know, because Easter has become about yeah. the Easter bunny and we talk about baskets and, you know, and some of that stuff's fun, yeah. right? But but some of it becomes kind of the leader and Jesus kind of gets thrown in the mix and our kids may be wondering, well, if the Easter bunny's not real, then is yeah, Jesus exactly, real? You know, exactly. I mean, like, uh, so how do we how do we do that in a way that we can honor God in the midst of yeah, Easter. and I think I think uh, as parents we have to be careful not to focus in on the events around Easter and instead of the event of Easter, mm. right? And we get excited about the egg hunts and just get them into egg hunts. Yeah. Let's just get. We have an Easter Jam program. It's going to be an amazing and unbelievable yeah. online program. It's going to point your kids to Jesus. But then afterwards, we're going to have like egg hunt, all those things. It's not about that those those yeah. things. It's about Jesus, mm-hmm. and we never want to forget that. And so I I do think when it comes to the Easter season, especially that week. I think volume speaks value. We say that all the time. The more you talk about Jesus, the better. Mm-hmm. Um, the more you walk walk your kids through this, the last week of Jesus' life, I think it's so important. Mm-hmm. I think it's so rich. You can get different kids' Bibles to be able to do that. Jesus' Storybook Bible, I don't know. There's lots of, lots of kids' Bibles out there you could do that. But it's the greatest story ever told. Yeah. And I was thinking about that. We were talk- Jake and I were talking about that. If this is the greatest story ever told, then why wouldn't we want our kids to know it in detail? Yeah. You know what they do know in detail? Disney movies, yeah. Disney stories. Yeah. They know the Frozen stories. <laughs> they, they know the Disney princesses stories yeah. or whatever. They know those stories. And they know the stories of sacrifice in those movies. But what is the greatest sacrifice? We want them to know oh, that yes. story and be able to paint that picture in a way that they understand. So I do think whatever age your kid is, whether a three-year-old or a 16-year-old, I think there's ways to help them navigate that week to tell them the story and how great the story is. But it also doesn't start um, with you telling them the story. I think it starts with you telling yourself the story. Mm-hmm. Um, start with you mm-hmm. and, and read through the story the week before, what week of. And just really, I think, I think the priority for me is um, making it um, penetrate my heart mm-hmm. and my life so that whenever I do tell my kids, it's it's a lot. It like comes alive. Yeah. You know what I mean? That mm. that it's personal to me. The, mm. the the greatest story ever told is personal to me because I'm connected to it because of Jesus and what He's done for me. So, so walking your kids through that story, and yes, it is. It's the greatest thing that we could ever possibly share with our kids. Mm. Yeah, I, th- I think you bring up a great point. Is because our kids are going to take from our. Um, 
our life, what we believe about Easter and how we treat Easter personally. So I think it does start with our, with ourself, you know, um, can, and it's really probably some people listen to this would be challenging. Like, can you clearly articulate what Easter is, you know, and being able to say, uh, maybe yes or no, and being humbly coming to, well, you know what, I'm going to study a little more. I, I, I need to know a little more, but I think holistically with my kids, the way I, I'm trying to think about it is, um, not letting Easter jam be the only time they hear about Easter. Yeah, yeah. Not letting when they come to church on Sunday be the only, how is it a complete partnership and what role do I play in that? That it's, it, we're all going to the same end of discipling the household, that we're working together with the church. I'm not fully depending on the church, mm. but I'm partnering together with them. And at the same time, knowing I'm an adult male, my kids have are thinking about things differently than the way I think about things. So I bring in resources like we have a subscription to, to Minnow, which is, you know, Phil Vischer's Christian yeah, yeah. Uh, cartoons and things. So I'm using Buck Denver, What's in the Bible about Easter, because they're connected to that and they're hearing and then they're reciting back to me because they know more about how a child's mind work than I, I do. And I come alongside and answer questions from the shows, you know, so I'm trying to put resources in front of them as a dad. And I'm learning, too, from them as, mm-hmm. I, as I'm watching this, because if you hear Phil talk about those videos, he, he says... I'm trying to get the parents too in this. I'm teaching the parents as I'm teaching the kids. So there's like this holistic approach of church, resources, myself, and then how we live through Easter and trying to. And like my my son, he he we we've been talking about baptism, uh, and I asked him, "Hey, Easter would be a great time to be baptized. Do you want to get baptized on Easter?" And he was having trouble realizing why that would be a good thing, which helped me say, "Okay." He may not be ready yet. Yeah. Yeah, let's let's talk about this some more. If he's not, if he can't understand why Easter would be the one of the greatest times to get baptized, <laughs> yeah. because you're um, is a picture of the resurrection. Um, then I was like, let's keep talking about. It. We're not going to push it. Let's let's just keep talking and keep uh, trying to disciple him. But what it. I love about that is you um, you keep keep the conversation going. It's yeah. not just a one and done. Like, oh, he didn't do it. So I'm just let's revisit it three months from now, but you are continually guiding him through that process of walking them through and asking them the questions. I love that. It's intentional. That's so good, you guys. I mean, I, I tell you, I love how you, you said, hey, start with you, you know, for each of us to really prepare our hearts for Easter. And, and maybe there's somebody listening, you need to be baptized, right? You know, and let's just start with us. And what better example to our kids than for you to be baptized, you know, and, and then, you know, talking with your kids about that and figuring out, hey, we're going to have fun with Easter eggs and Easter, and yeah, those are yeah. fun. I mean, it's fun, you know. It's like all the stuff at Christmas that goes around it. But we don't want to prioritize those things over what Easter yeah. is really all about, and that's Jesus. So we're going to prioritize Christ because those things Easter. are celebratory. We, yeah. it's, what else is there to celebrate but the resurrection yes. of Jesus? So I mean, if you have that celebratory feel with those things, that we're just having fun because we know that we uh, can identify with Jesus' resurrection, that we are saved in that. I mean, what greater thing is there to celebrate? And, and eat Reese's. Yeah, eat <laughs> Reese's. Exactly. I was just trying to get there. The whole time I was just trying to get to eating chocolate. Uh, hey, talk about this too, because Easter's a great opportunity to kind of uh, leverage to invite people to church. Um, you know, I mean, we've seen just with COVID and everything yeah. else in the United States, church attendance is at the lowest. And yet people are looking for hope and help like never before. Yep. I mean, whether it's Things you see with the war in Russia and Ukraine, or whether you see the Oscars, you're just like, man, there's so much violence and there's so much. You're like, we need Jesus. So, yeah. how do we use Easter to invite neighbors, friends, or others, uh, and really talk about Jesus? 
Yeah, there's there's really two times a year where people are more receptive yeah. to the gospel than ever before, and that's Easter and Christmas. Um, Easter is one of those that people just know, you know, it's just yeah. they they expect, um, maybe even an invite, yeah. you know. And what's the worst they can say? No, <laughs> like you know, we're we're walking through our students at, right now. I'm I'm the interim high school pastor. Mm. Um, been super fun, but we're doing a, a series called the Invite right now, where we're looking at different ways that Jesus invited the disciples to into his life. And mm. so the first was like, "Come follow me, come follow me," and. Um, we're going through the story of Zacchaeus, and uh, mm-hmm. Zacchaeus, and, and Jesus actually invited himself to his home, you know, that kind of thing, and, uh, and so he walked with Zacchaeus, and then you have Jesus inviting the 72 to go, yeah. so the invitation to go, and so one of the things we're encouraging our students is that this is, this is your opportunity, this Easter season, and we have an event coming up with students, is that you're, in, you're inviting, you're not just inviting them to an event, you're inviting them into a story, mm. right? You're inviting them to a greater story, even though, hey, you know that you're inviting them to Silent Disco, whatever it is, or, or uh, Easter Jam, you're inviting them to that event, but what we know is you're inviting them to a greater story, because our hope and our prayer is they connect, they connect in some way to somebody, because a person who's carrying the gospel, mm-hmm. right? And they'll be introduced to the gospel, through that relationship, and then it, lives will forever be changed. Why? Because of an invite, just mm-hmm. one invite. And you didn't have to, um, you know, I do think, I think there's opportunity, there's times where you do share your faith. You understand the gospel, you sit down with somebody, and you share the gospel. Um, but I think there's other times where it's just a simple, hey, will you come to church with me? Mm-hmm. Hey, will you come to this event with me? Mm-hmm. Is, is really great. Yeah. And lives can be changed. We know uh, time and time again of stories uh, that this is represented. I, I know, and, and I'm again, I'm talking student ministry. I know of adults that have had this happen to them of of somebody inviting them, and lives are completely changed. But specifically, your daughter Grace, mm-hmm. um, she invited a girl named Amber to an event, and not too long after, she was baptized. Her whole family comes here. I mean, it's, you, you see these stories of a, just a simple invite mm-hmm. it goes a long way. Yeah, and and I echo everything you said, and just add to it, like when you do invite someone. You're inviting them into community, but you're also inviting them to the special presence of God. Mm. Like when they come in, by nature, like this feels different than any place I've ever been before because these are people focused and gathered together to sing and praise the creator of the world and about the story of a man who rose from the dead, you know, Um, because oftentimes you're like, oh, I wonder if they're going to be okay with how it feels when they're, well, you want them to not feel okay a little bit. You want this. This feels different than any place I've ever been. Is it holy discontent? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Wow. Hey, you guys, what encouragement would you give people about getting the most spiritually out of Easter? I mean, you think about it, like, you know, you talked about your experience growing up, Jacob with Easter. You talked about yours, Chase. And, you know, as, as dads, we are creating those memories that our kids are going to have, right? When they get older, they're going to look back and they're going to say, yeah, we didn't do much with Easter in our family. Or they're going to say, God, Easter was awesome. I mean, it was it was powerful for us as a family. So what, what encouragement would you give people about getting the most spiritually out of Easter? Yeah, I think back to Chase's, um, you know, growing up, because what they did when you hear in his story is intentionality mm. and rhythms of Easter mm-hmm. of saying, Hey, we're going to, we're going to be very intentional about this is what we do around Easter. You know, on Friday, we watch the good Friday service on Saturday. Mm-hmm. We do this thing on Sunday. We eat after, you know, you don't think that that's part of it, but that's part of the, oh, yeah. the whole flow of like, 
I remember Easter because it was all of these rhythms and together. And I would say, you know, sit down um, either by yourself or with your spouse and say, hey, what do we want to make as the important high points of Easter? Make these rhythms that are all putting us in front of the gospel story regularly through the weekend. Yeah, that. and use yeah. I love how you say use your use the rhythm because I think I think people have their rhythms of Easter season. They have their events they go to. Um, use it. Use that to your benefit. Uh, add add a, a gospel mm-hmm. um, example to those rhythms. Mm-hmm. Whatever 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 it is, we're gonna do an egg hunt with Kit, um, our our little girl. Um, but we want to be intentional with that egg hunt. We're gonna hide different things around the house, but at the same time, it can we add a gospel moment to that mm-hmm. absolutely does it have to take up the whole whole time and we if 20 minutes of me preaching the gospel no it's not <laughs> but it, let's make it make it fun and make sure we point back to jesus's journey um this is why we do this it's not just so we can hunt eggs and get candy those things are great but there's a bigger purpose behind this season and why why we do what we do i think i think those things i, I do look at i do look i love that the rhythm and and um, maybe it's for you. It's creating new traditions because, mm-hmm. because maybe um, in your childhood you didn't have those traditions. I think a part of changing legacies is also creating new traditions for your family for them to carry it on and on. I think maybe for the listener out there that didn't have that model for them, mm-hmm. now's the time to create a tradition for you and your family that y'all are not going to miss this every year. Y'all are not going to miss this moment to point them back to Jesus. Mm, that's so good. That, that word intentionality, man, it just it matters, you know? And, and whether it's saying, hey, we're going to watch the Good Friday service or whether, hey, we're coming to Easter yeah. Jam or, you know, we're inviting our neighbors, we're inviting friends, or we're going to get, you know, new outfits and we're going to go yeah, to yeah. church, we're going to get there early, we're going to take a picture together as a family, you know, we're going to eat with grandparents or whatever it is, and we're going to have an Easter egg hunt. I mean, but you just are planning it and you're prioritizing Christ in the middle of that instead of just going along with whatever the world would because say. Because all those things make your kids ask the question, why is this such a big exactly. deal? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Why are we exactly. making this a big deal? Yeah. Um, yeah. So hopefully they'll understand we make this a big deal because yeah. of Jesus. So. Because of Jesus. Yeah. So, hey, any final takeaways that you guys have for Christ followers at Easter or anything you'd like to, to add? This has been so good. I would say just like in your in your prayers around Easter, Ooh. there's a, there's three things that's been on my heart to remember. You're going to have people this that's Easter good. got totally out of the rhythm of going to church because of COVID, and they haven't been back. And this Easter may be the first time that they're either deciding to go back mm-hmm. or will go back. So like in your prayers, pray for people to um, take that step back into church on Easter. And also when you're there at the Easter service you go to, Pray for the people around you because yeah. you have no idea what brought them there. On the, and Easter may be just the catalyst to get them back in the room. But just pray that God moves in such a way that um, they feel His presence, they were reminded of His love. Uh, and there may be some coming for the first time that have never, ever been to church. And this Easter is like, I need to go find out more mm-hmm. about the story of Jesus. Um, so just praying missionally for people around you, uh, your neighbors, but also the people that are sitting next to you um, at church th- this Easter. Mm. That's great. I think um, I think be careful with our schedules as we approach Easter. Mm-hmm. I think um, even that week, the week before. I mean, it's our schedules get overrun. This is not 2020 anymore, guys. Right. This is we're we're back. We're fully mm-hmm. back, and mm-hmm. schedules are fully back. Mm-hmm. And and so 
um, being being mindful of that, I think one don't don't miss the opportunity. Don't don't miss it. I think every season that we come, I, we I say this about Christmas too. Mm-hmm. Is it? Um, I can get so busy, and this is for me. I can get so busy on the things around Easter that I forget Easter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or around Christmas mm-hmm. that I forget Christmas. Mm-hmm. Don't miss it. Don't mm-hmm. miss it. And I, I would say this for anybody who's listening. There's three people that come to mind right now. Who are those three people that you can invite mm-hmm. to something that we have mm-hmm. at Rolling Hills, mm-hmm. wherever church you, you may be, mm-hmm. be going to? Um, there is three people right now that you can say, okay, uh, I want to take the bold step, the courageous step, and I'm going to invite them to, to church, invite them to something. Because what you're doing is inviting them into a greater story. Yeah. Mm. Hey guys, we ask this every time at Men's Leadership, but uh, what do you want your legacy to be? Jacob? <laughs> <laughs> you want your legacy to be my? my yeah. uh, Whatever his is, uh, I'm sure it's great. You know, we actually just went through like the the wheel planning process, yeah. you know, and where you're dividing out, you know, where your kids will go if something were to happen to you. And it makes you stop and think like, this is a real possibility, you know, and when, and when you step back, I, I, I kind of thought in that moment, like, I just want my kids at the end of my life to be, to be able to get up at my funeral one day and say, man, he loved Jesus. Mm-hmm. And I could tell it by the way he loved me and the people around it. I don't, know if it's, I don't know if it's true now, mm-hmm. but I pray it's increasingly true mm-hmm. every day. That's I love that. That's my answer. Mm-hmm. So great job. You did. You already, <laughs> you already claimed it before. No, and I also, I mean, um, I have two girls. Mm-hmm. And gosh, man, I, I really want them to... To be able to stand up in front of a group of people and say, um, my dad did love Jesus. Mm. My dad also loved us mm. really well. My dad loved his, his wife, my, our mom, mm. really well. Um, and those, those kind of things. I, success and worldly success, they're just temporary, right? Yeah, um, totally. Man, I, we did a funeral uh, last year with a guy named Jeff Woodford. Mm. And to hear his daughter talk about him. <gasps> Um, just about his character, who he was, how he influenced people, um, how compassionate and kind he was, how he cared for kids. Um, I think I want a legacy kind of like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. That's great. Mm. Well, guys, thanks so much for, for being on the podcast today. I mean, man, what, a, what an encouragement, what a challenge for all of us. And, and I pray this is, uh, for everybody, your best Easter yet. I really do. I pray you grow spiritually in ways you've never dreamed. So let me pray for us right now. Father, thank you for Easter. Thank you for your son. Thank you, God, for sending Jesus to die on a cross for us. Um, But that's not the whole story. God, what we celebrate on Easter is that Jesus is resurrected. He conquered death. He made a way for each of us to have eternal life. And so I pray, Father, that the depth of your love for us, God, would overwhelm us this Easter. I pray that we would grow deeper in our love for you and for one another. I pray that we'd be the men you created us to be, that we'd be godly husbands and fathers, and we'd be men after your heart. And so, God, let us leave a legacy of men who love you, who love our families, love our wives, God, really well, and point others, people to you. And so thank you, God, for Easter, and thank you, Father, for the life that we have through Christ. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. Chase, Jacob, great job today. Hey, everybody, thanks for tuning in, and be sure and look every Friday for the Man Minute. And just want to encourage you about that. And also, I just want to put a plug in. We got verses coming, so May 5th. Versus Tim Tebow is going to be here, and it's going to be powerful. So if you haven't got your tickets yet, be sure to get your tickets. Invite some other men to come with you because they're going to come, and it's going to be a night that's going to be just blow us all away, I believe. The Holy Spirit's going to move. So 
Thanks, guys, for listening, and we'll be seeing you next time on the podcast for next month. So blessings on your day. Thanks so much. You've been listening to the Men's Leadership Network podcast. We pray our discussion today has encouraged you to become a better leader in your own home, workplace, and community. As always, if you found this content helpful, we hope you'll subscribe, comment, and share this podcast with others. You can join our email list to ensure you never miss an episode as they come out the first Friday of every month. You can do that now and find our past episodes at mensleadershipnetwork.com. And don't forget to get your tickets to the Versus Men's Conference happening May 5th in Franklin, Tennessee. Just head over to versusconference.com. We'll see you next time.